and talk. Hello and welcome to Grow Up and Talk. This is Alex and uh, we believe here on the show that eternities are changed when Jesus followers grow up in their faith and talk about God's word. That's the way that we can grow up is by talking about God's word, reading it too, by the way. And that's what we're all about here on this show. And we are using a three-year Bible reading plan from Messiah Lutheran Church. Some of the members have put together this plan, and we are using that to go on this three-year journey towards spiritual maturity. Actually, it's a lifelong journey, and uh, we're just on the road. We're in process right now. And so that's what we're all about, trying to grow up and talk. And so today, talking with me is Mike McVicker. Mike, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks for having me, Alex. Um, my name is Mike McVicker. I'm born and raised in San Antonio. Um, whoop, married whoop. to my married to my wife Megan, who whoop, is also whoop. from I, San Antonio. I'm sorry, I'll stop age. interrupting you. <laughs> no, you know that got me pumped up to keep going. <laughs> Go ahead. So, so we we moved out to the Fair Oaks area, kind of near Messiah, about seven years ago. Um, about when our firstborn Mason was you know, maybe six months old. Um, and so since then we've had um, another son, Mitchell, and we just had our daughter Maggie about two and a half years ago. And so we've been out here and uh, really enjoying Messiah. I've been at Messiah for about five and a half years or so. And uh, it's, it's just been great for our family and we've uh, enjoyed it a lot. So we, we have, Three kiddos, all with M names. Wife is Megan. Dog and a cat with M names, Marty and Mango. So, wow, M and M's. We we uh, we took it to the extreme. Very good. Yes. All right. Well, that is Mike McVicker and the M and M family. And uh, yeah, thanks for sharing that with us, Mike. Today uh, we are in episode twenty-nine, and these cover the readings from. I believe, August 15th to August 21st. Now, there's always some psalms that get sprinkled in there, uh, but we uh, we try to focus on one thing at a time on our podcasts. So today, we're going to be covering First Chronicles chapters 1 through 4. Uh, we're taking a bit of a break uh, from Second Samuel because First Chronicles does some catch-up work with this whole genealogy thing. Uh, so let's do a quick overview of what's going on here. And really, the book, the books of First and Second Chronicles were originally written as one book, kind of like First and Second Samuel were written as just Samuel. But back then, you only had so many uh, scrolls, you, or your scrolls were only so long. And so you had to split them up into two scrolls, and that's where we get the two different divisions. So you have First and Second Chronicles that are really one big giant book, one big giant like uh, journey of history and recording that. And so really this book was was written after the exile, after the, the Israelites um, had returned uh, back to Jerusalem. They're about to kind of rebuild. And so this writer uh, chronicled the history of God's people all the way from the beginning, from Adam and that's what he's doing here. And, and the goal is to really give them hope uh, by looking to the past of what has been done and how God has been faithful to them. And to remember that 
that look back in the past reminds them uh, of, of who God is and, and how he's going to carry them forward. So uh, in chapters one, we get, uh, or chapter one, we get from Adam to Abraham, from Abraham to Jacob. So all the way from the beginning to uh, famous patriarchs, Abraham and Jacob. And then it goes into the genealogy of David. So uh, that takes a while and there's all sorts of different characters and names and the descendants of David and the descendants of Judah. Um, And then Simeon. And that's about it. Uh, So really in the first four chapters, it's it's focusing on the descendants of the Messianic or the descendants in the line of Judah. And uh, that will be the the ancestors and descendants uh, for uh, the Messianic king. And then later on, so the first nine chapters are genealogy, later on, uh, they w- the author will focus on the descendants of the priesthood. So the descendants of Aaron, the original high priest, and uh, down the line from there. So uh, you have descendants of the, the king or the monarchy, I guess, and then you will later have descendants of the priesthood. But for now, we just have the genealogy mainly around... Uh, David and uh, his ancestors. So that is basically what's happening is we got a long list of names. So, Mike, when you read this, what stands out to you? Well, you know, when I kind of had talked to Emily and wanted to do the podcast, you know, you didn't really know what book you were doing until uh, you were kind of told in First Chronicles is one that I admittedly have not uh, <laughs> dove into. <laughs> I think you open it up and you look at the names and you're like, wow, that's there's a lot going on here. But I think that's great that, um, you know, I was able to do this and, you know, God put this in my life to, to kind of dig into Chronicles. And, um, you know, I think it's the main thing that kind of stood out to me as uh, part of interest is – just uh, God's sovereignty of making sure that um, the writer of Chronicles was able to have this information available and that we still have that today. Um, This was able to um, be part of the Bible, be part of the canon of scripture and make it all the way. And God made sure that we had this list. Um, And I think that adds to the importance of why we need to read it and, and why we need to understand a little bit more about it. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And uh, what stood out to me was kind of what you talked about is that, you know, God has given us this history. And really, this history is now our history because uh, right. of Jesus and, and what he's done for us. He, he's brought us into the family of God. He's brought us into the new Israel. Uh, all who believe in Jesus are part of the new Israel. And, um, and so this, this has become our history. We've been grafted into uh, the people of God, and uh, this is the history and, and groups of people that he's used to accomplish his, his work and salvation in the world. Um, right. What kind of confused you as you were reading along, or was there anything that uh, was concerning to you, anything that you had questions about as you read? You know, I, I kind of came back to, um, 
I think what was concerning to me is just maybe my lack of knowledge around um, just kind of the history of the Old Testament and the stories behind all these names. You know, granted, there's not a story behind every single name, um, but it's a it's a line of of history that's being told and and just kind of it's like reading, you know, a book where you don't a history book where you don't really have a grasp of the history and you need to kind of stop each little section and maybe go back and say, well, I, I kind of remember that name from Genesis, you know, Genesis or somewhere else. And um, you just kind of go back and, and take a look at everything. But um, I'd say, you know, that concern is more of a personal concern of just I feel like I need to dig a little deeper into the old Testament and some of the thing that, you know, is going back. And then, you know, also, also kind of confusing is when you when you're having that confusion and lack of understanding you kind of say to yourself well why do we need this mm. and that kind of goes back to uh, you know going back to the previous um statement i had about god's sovereignty and it's just i don't need to know why we need it i just know that god found it important to have this information and and for us to be part of that and be part of god's word and understanding and uh, knowing that he ordained this, you know, chapters one through four and all the way through chapter nine for this genealogy for, for it to exist and for us to know it. Yeah. Were there any, um, like, were there any stories that, that as you read the list of names that you kind of like re-remembered or uh, kind of provoked uh, that thought of, I can can't quite remember what happened with this person or um you cause you to kind of like think back or look back on uh their lives well yeah so you know going through you read the first what is that 10 12 names of chronicles 1 1 and that is you know essentially genesis chapter 5 and going back and just explaining you know adam all the way to noah and you kind of forget because it's not always in the stories of adam and eve of how they they say adam you know he lived 930 years and yeah seth 912 years and you you just you gain a scope of the magnitude of um everything that's in just those first 10 names of first chronicles um and also you know you read some of these names and you remember you know uh, first verse of matthew where they describe um, the descendants all the way to Christ. And so you just kind of see both of these names stirred up, um, you know, me going back to Genesis chapter, you know, five and even before that, and then all the way to the very first gospel of the Bible of where they're talking about um, the descendants all the way to Christ and um, just kind of, you know, full picture stories in between there of all of Genesis and, and Matthew. But, um, you know, it's just, it kind of just stirred up. Hey, I remember this from this part of the Bible. Go back, read Matthew, go back, read, um, you know, Genesis five. And I think that's, um, you know, there's a lot in between there, but yeah, definitely, definitely making you go back and read. Well, I wonder if, if even like the original author um, kind of was trying to uh, get at that as well, this kind of idea of a provoking memory in God's people. It definitely seems like that's 
one of the major points of Chronicles, First and Second Chronicles, is to kind of provoke the the memory and remembrance of of God's faithfulness and how He's worked through uh, the history of the people Israel, even in the 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 bad things, even in the the people who were uh, seemingly minor to the storyline, uh, but. It also kind of, I, I wonder if it caused a, a lot of people in those days who were reading this to, to mm-hmm. kind of turn back to the scriptures that they had as well. Because later on in, in Chronicles, there are some, some, some material uh, about David and his life, and some is repeated and some is new. And um, actually, most of the stories about David in Chronicles, I think almost all of them, are not have nothing to do with the negative stories or stories where he might appear weak. So it doesn't talk mm-hmm. about uh, Saul pursuing him. It doesn't talk about uh, David's uh, sins and that, and that kind of thing. Now in the mm-hmm. genealogy in like chapter two, you, you know, you see all these wives that he has sure. and yeah. all these children. It's like, all right, David, settle down now. But, Thank um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, I forgot David. Uh, yeah, yeah, I forgot David was like that sometimes. Uh, but, you know, and so I, th- I think that's important, you know, to acknowledge all parts of the history and, and to remember God's faithfulness, even despite uh, the, the mistakes and uh, sometimes the unfaithfulness of his people as well. Uh, but this 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 book depicts a lot of uh, positivity about David's life later on because it's trying to remind God's people of the the future promise of the messianic king the king the perfect king that is coming you know David's not a perfect king but he certainly was a great king and God mm-hmm. made him great and God's promises will remain true to bring out the greatest king the perfect king of all and that's kind of the inspiration the the hope that uh, this author is trying to reinvigorate in, in God's people uh, as they're getting ready to rebuild Jerusalem and kind of rebuild the temple again after they had been taken away by the Babylonians and exiled and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that just kind of, I think the author too was originally trying to provoke memory, but also sometimes turning back to the scriptures and and remembering in that way as well. So I think yeah. actually that God continues to work this way, and that in the spirit of the original um, intent of Chronicles, uh, you you have done exactly what the author designed for us to do when we read it is to to remember back and to look back on some of those things that is that had happened. So. Yeah, and one of and I'm I kind of just went back to Genesis, and one of the the things that stood out to me was uh, Genesis three verse fifteen after the fall, um, when God is talking to the serpent, and He says, "I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. Mm-hmm. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel." And so God is alluding to the offspring of Eve, and all the way down to the messianic king as you mentioned and and jesus um conquering death and and um just that promise all the way from genesis 3 yeah well and that's cool that you mentioned that there's you know it says i will put enmity between your offspring and and hers um 
Well, I guess he, you know, at that point he's talking to uh, the devil, the serpent, and that kind of thing. And so, you know, you see it's kind of this uh, declaration of the, um, uh, the, the brokenness of creation and the battle that occurs. And you even right. see some of that division, like within, uh, the different families, you know, you see, uh, like the genealogy of, I think Ishmael, which was, um, mm. Abraham's other son that he had by a concubine, right. you know, and, and that's when, you know, that wasn't what God designed, but he kind of took matters into his own hands. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you have this, um, this word of division and and warning spoken at the beginning of of time and you see that in kind of the brokenness of the, the families as well and sure. that's something that hasn't changed today unfortunately um is right. we still experience brokenness in in our families and and brokenness in our in our histories and yet we we call upon God we trust in God to redeem it Amen. Amen. That gives me hope. Um, anything that kind of gave you hope as you were um, looking at these chapters, reflecting on them? Um, you know, I just kind of, I think about, um, you know, the year that we're having now in yeah. 2020. And, you know, there are awful things that have been happening, you know, this year. And there's been awful things happening throughout history. Um mm of earth. And, you know, we, we need to kind of remember these times and, and just saying that, you know, in this year that we feel is just, it's stressful and it's, um, confusing and it's hard, um, that we can, you know, go back to the word of God and, and look back at, at the history of what, um, we've already gone through as a people and, and just understanding that, um, you know, the hope is not in us. It's not in mankind. It's in God working through mankind and working through all of us. And how do we, how do we keep focus on that and amplify that and trust in God and trust in his work in our lives and, and try to keep focus on that and say, you know, this, this is what's happening now. This is part of history. This is today's history. And hopefully soon enough, it's, going to be history again but you know we all look back on this and and does it really matter and and say to ourselves let's have let's have our eyes fixed on christ and how we can continue um serving others and and spreading the word of god preach it brother preach it (laughs) all right well we are going to take a quick break and then we'll jump into some application right after this Welcome back to Grow Up and Talk after a short brain break, I guess, after Mike just unloaded all that hope on you. Uh, but as we always like to do, we, we love to to apply God's Word to our lives today. That's one of the, the best ways, uh, best conversation pieces that we can have uh, when we read Scripture and, and talk about it. So, Mike, how do you see this uh, section of Scripture having importance to our lives 
today? Um, I think it's just keeping perspective. Um, let's understand where we came from. Let's understand the promises that God had from the beginning. Um, and just dig into the hard parts of scripture. Um, like I said at the beginning, you know, I, I probably would have opened this up on my own and breezed through a little bit and just said, you know, I'll, uh, I'll put that off for another day. But I think, you know, this kind of helped me prepare and say, well, let's look at scripture. And, and, you know, I think it's kind of, um, maybe sparked a little more interest in finishing Chronicles, going through it, understanding maybe a little bit more. Um, but then also just don't be scared of scripture. Don't be scared to dig in, understand. Um, you know, I heard somebody say one time that the Bible, the old Testament of the Bible is Christ predicted and the gospels are Christ revealed and the epistles are Christ explained. And just Mm -hmm. keeping that focus of this is God's word and God's promise uh, for all of us. And it is that promise of Christ and um, our salvation through him. And it's just, I think that's, that's how we need to just kind of, you know, look at this today and just say, let's, let's have some perspective and appreciation for God's word and understand that it's there for us and keep that mindset as we read scripture. Yeah, I like that. I like how you explained um, Old Testament, New Testament, epistles. Awesome. Uh, love that. Pointing to Jesus. And uh, even in, you know, 2020 today, uh, with all that's been going on, I know Mike had kind of mentioned this earlier, but can you, listener, um, kind of chronicle your own life? Can you can you take a look back and see Jesus and see how Jesus has worked. You know, I think of the disciples on the road to Emmaus where uh, they were trying to look back at all the events that had happened. They had heard the tale of, of the angels had told them Christ had, had risen. He, he's not here. He has risen. And uh, they were downcast. They were, you know, not fully grasping that and understanding that. And then Jesus walks along the side them and, and kind of, kind of gives them that that 2020 vision to, to look back and, and really see things in hindsight. A lot of times we see things in retrospect and and but Jesus opens their eyes to the scriptures by by showing them all of, of how God has had worked in history and how um, Jesus's death and resurrection were the ultimate fulfillment of those things. And so can we ourselves even even do that in our own lives? Can we can we kind of take a look back and see how God has been faithful uh, when we're kind of wondering what the future is going to hold? And we're wondering about the uncertainty of the future. And we we maybe even question, God, are you sure this is the right way to go? Are you sure this is what you had in mind? And uh, are you sure you want to use me for this right now, God? And when we have those questions and those concerns and uh, even those fears sometimes, God invites us to take a look back even in our own lives, not just in his whole history, but also in our in our lives and how he's carried us through so far. Um, Mike, has there ever been a time when God has just really carried you through something, uh, something that was just 
I don't know, that was maybe a tough spot, maybe it lasted a long time, maybe it was just a short period or season, and, and, and looking back on your life, you can see how God uh, was was active and, and carried you through that. Yeah, sure. I mean, I uh, just kind of, first thing that kind of comes to mind is um, I had a lot of overwhelming feelings. Well, first of all, I kind of, I came to, to faith uh, when I was probably 13 or 14 at, at Lady Lodge summer camp uh, out by Lakey, Texas. Um, and since then, you know, I was, I was involved in a lot of uh, Christian uh, camps and organizations and um, always felt that connection to God. And then I would say, you know, when I got into my older years, um, college and a little after college, and, you know, you kind of feel like you've lost faith and you don't understand what's going on. And once you kind of get out of your own way and know that God has never left and has always been there, you feel that comfort again. You feel that, um, I wouldn't say call because I had already been called to him, but, you know, I'd say six months after my daughter was born, our third child, um, just feelings of being overwhelmed and just feelings of, anxiety, feelings of what am I doing? Um, you know, I turned on an AM radio station that advertised another AM radio station <laughs> of, uh, some preacher on a Christian radio station, AM 630, I think. And I just started listening to him and it was like, well, the random time I turn on a secondary AM radio station, I just felt kind of a spark again of, of God in my life calling me. And it's, it all kind of started just knowing the Bible more. I started understanding the Bible more, understanding the stories of the Bible. And it all kind of leads to God controlling your life from the beginning of the earth, having that faith that he is going to make sure that everything is exactly how it's supposed to be keeping that faith, understanding that God is with you and you, all the worries and small stuff that would kind of bother me and get me down. They, they just don't seem as important anymore. And so that's kind of a story in a nutshell. <laughs> Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, really appreciate your heart and, and love for God's word. Uh, this has been uh, awesome. Just, kind of looking into a little yeah. snippet of Chronicles and thanks for modeling for us what it means to chronicle our own lives a little bit and see God's faithfulness in that. So we want to end with a, um, a time oriented question today because we're all about time and maybe looking back and um, sometimes, you know, a look back can can leave us feeling nostalgic and so my question, my random question for you, Mike, is in 40 mm -hmm. years, in 40 years, <laughs> in 40 years, Mike, what will people be nostalgic for? Oh, boy. Hopefully it's social media. <laughs> I, hope, I hope social media is gone. <laughs> people are back uh, hanging out together and and speaking to each other in person. And I hope everybody's like, Oh, wow. You remember that? Whatever. <laughs> X, Y, Z, social media. <laughs> God, I'm glad that's gone. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> that's great. 
Um, hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I think it'd be interesting if, well, I mean, there's already some nostalgia surrounding like certain video, video game consoles, you know, like, oh, yes, were you ever yes. into like, uh, the original Nintendo, the NES? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I did regular Nintendo, um, yeah. Super Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt. <laughs> Duck Hunt. Yes. I actually have the original Nintendo, um, with the Still. little, yep, I got it. And the reason nice. I have it is because. My late grandmother, Iris Daly, was um, really into Nintendo. And um, she actually was born and raised in England. And my grandfather met her while he was in the Air Force. And, um, you know, then they came over uh, to America or whatever. I don't even know that story. But somehow they ended up here. And um, they, like, lived in Illinois, um, kind of in, in a small town called Assumption, and uh, most people don't know where that is, but it's kind of near Decatur, Illinois, if you know where Decatur is, <laughs> and uh, they were snowbirds, so they, in their older age, they would, uh, you know, go down to uh, Florida for the winter and all that, but anyways, uh, she passed away in like 2001, maybe, but I, I heard all these stories, I wasn't really um, old enough or she wasn't around enough, I guess, in my life for me to witness a lot of this. But apparently, my grandma somehow got into playing Nintendo and playing Mario, and she she bought these books and stuff, and and she like wow. where where all the secret hidden things were in Super Mario, <laughs> and she like just would play it all the time. And there were these kids in the neighborhood who would come over, and. <laughs> Who would come over and play with her? And my mom told me a story of like one time, you know, my mom had moved out of the house. She was, uh, you know, just an adult on her own, you know, kind of building, you know, her life and everything. And and but she had been in town visiting. And so she was over at at my grandma's house and um, she was visiting and there was a knock on the door. And it was this kid named Brett. And my grandma said, I'm sorry, Brett. I can't play today. I have company over. <laughs> so it was a kid wanting to play Super Mario with my grandma. Um, <laughs> but she declined because my uh, mom was visiting at the time. So, yes. Super Mario champion. Yes. Very good. So, anyways, I think uh, people might be nostalgic in 40 years for certain kinds of video games. Like, the Nintendo Switch or like, you know, the PlayStation or something. Maybe maybe video games will just be so dr- different, like maybe so much more virtual reality and stuff like that. I don't know. You used a cord to plug it into your TV? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'll be funny. Anyways, Mike, it's been a pleasure um, yeah, so talking Alex, with thanks you. For, thanks for having me. Yeah, so listeners, uh, if you are really finding this this show helpful to you, feel free to subscribe uh, so you get reminders on the different podcasting platforms. Uh, and also share with other people that you think might benefit from this podcast. And you can email any questions you have to growupandtalkpodcast at gmail.com. We will see you next time. Actually, we'll talk with you next time. Peace. <laughs>